welcome to Boys of Vista. I am Andrew. It's a, it's a Saturday night. You might be listening to this on a different day, but it's a Saturday night. Um, it's been a big day. It's been a big day. But I'm here with my friends, uh, Lucy. Hello. Hello. Good day. Good, good day. <laughs> good evening. <laughs> good evening. Uh, and Theo. Oh, Hi, Theo. man, it's a hot one. And so on. That's, that's several several inches from the midday sun. Uh, I think it that's feels it like goes. less than that now. <laughs> it sucks. I went out in the sun for like eight minutes from the oh, car yeah. to the markets. Several like, minutes past your personal best. Uh, yeah, and it has destroyed me. Um, people are not supposed to be in the sun, especially not this sun. How um how hot was it there today? Oh, it wasn't super hot. It was like 32 or something. Oh, it's pretty fine. It's bloody cold down here. The climate changed. I don't know if I believe in it. I know, I know. Um, it was in the 20s, and I said to my wife, I said, uh, more like global cooling. Am I right? <laughs> mm. <laughs> huh? Yeah. There's God. no way to know. Take that, everyone uh, dying in the climate apocalypse. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Speaking of um, apocalypse, Apocalypses. There isn't like a plural of apocalypse I don't know about. Is there apocalypse? Apocalypse. I will not be. (laughs) (laughs) Won't be engaging in this one. I will not be using apocalypse. Okay. Uh, There's also there's also an emoji apocalypse happening. Is it? I understand that. Well, things are really just popping off in the world of emoji. I should know. Keep adding new emojis. I should know. I've watched. I've watched the emoji movie with my children. Jesus. Mm, yikes. Gotta throw this out there. Not great. Doesn't it, seem good. It deserved its single digit rating from Rotten Tomatoes and it, it was a bad one. I feel like we've we've mentioned before that like um, now when you look up a movie on the internet it will show you the critics ratings like yeah. uh, Rotten Tomato mm. or, or Metacritic or whatever. It'll show you like ooh 25% from critics but then it also has next to that the ratings of all just the good meat and potatoes people like you and me. Yeah. Mm. All the regular old Google users who watched it and said, fucking four out of five. Like taking the temperature of a dumpster. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas the Emoji Movie, that was like flatlining on both of those counts. And I was like, wow. ooh, Ooh, that's how you they know. messed up. That's how you know it's not going well. So, but um, you chose to show your kids a uh, critically panned movie instead of like, oh, I don't know. Tarkovsky's Stalker. Um, yeah, we got a bit of a we got a bit of a cap on the things that uh, two girls um, under the age of five will watch without getting freaked out. Basically, <laughs> I'm so, like they're they're only just like the older one is only just edging into like the sort of Cartoon Network area of of stuff, like the Steven Universe kind of thing, right? We're only just getting there, so it's going to be a while, I think, before I get to, like, showing them Hellraiser and shit like that. <laughs> Speaking of blood, it's going to be a period emoji, folks. Is it? Yes. Cool. It's going to be a period emoji. Uh, it's going to look like a big old period on your keyboard. Like just a big old smear of period, big old blood clot. Yep. We already had a red circle, but this one's going to look more um, blotchy, you know? That's what I need. That's what feminism needs. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Apple. We're all doing the clapping. Thank you, Apple. (laughs) Uh, But what's what's the other new one, Theo? Um, So if you can imagine, um, do you know? Do you know? Get Smart, the TV show. Yes, yes. I have also watched the uh, the remake movie. Starring uh-huh. Steve Carell. I have seen right. that one. How yes. was that? And The Rock. It was fine. It was fine. Hmm. But uh, it, so, it, would you like me to go further into the Get Smart? Yeah, go movie? for it, uh, please. Well, look, there's two ways that you can approach this sort of thing, right? People can either do like a, a an attempt at a straight up remake um, of a thing, very straight faced, or you can do a thing that's that's just like, hey, we've we've bought this property and also we're making fun of it. Like um like say the Starsky and Hutch movie. Have mm. I been lost? I haven't seen that either. 
Were we meant to react to the no, Stasky? Yeah, the no. Oh, Ben Stiller? Oh, Wilson? <laughs> Come on. Look, all I'm saying is perfectly fine. Perfectly acceptable. Which one was the fine. dog? So, what am I imagining here, Theo, from Get so, Smart? So, some, he's, so, there's something happened and it's it was a really close call and he's motioning oh, and he's yes. going, missed, missed it, it by, by that, that much. Yeah. Uh, so if you imagine that, um, ah, it's the, the little dick emoji, the thumb and the forefinger, <laughs> look. <laughs> All right, wow. we're not going to jump to conclusions about what this emoji can and can't be used for. It's um, obviously a reference, the timely reference to this TV show from 1965. No, well, that, look, that was about. the first. That was just the way I could relate it. Right, it's the universal symbol of like, oh, it's a small amount of space. Oh, quite, yeah, a little thing. Yeah. Mm. But, of course, uh, it has been immediately picked up by everybody to mean a small penis. Mm, just thinking of all the times in my life that I would be using my used. fingers to motion for approximately one to two inches in any <laughs> other scenario. <laughs> oh. Um, wow. Um, like, the, all the prawns that I got in this meal, tiny. you doing the measuring. The prawns were about this big. Mm. Trying to show your friends. Oh, we these were much more like... Hey, you know when you guys think of yourself, what kind of prawns... Am I getting, am I getting like some big fresh ones right out of the ocean or am I getting like the ones that you get out of a can that go into like bad takeaway fried rice? And there mm. would have been a shortcut for that. If someone had said, what kind of prawns you got there? And you could have just gone. Just emoji them. Little, little prawns, little one to two inch prawns. I understand some people were upset about this emoji. Well, I think it's ignited both sides of the culture war, um, both the, the women who get, um, you know, unsolicited dick pics sent to them, you know, constantly as a result of being online. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess um, just the weirdest, most cooked units like, um, and look, I don't know really, this isn't really important, but this just tickled me so much that I think it's going to stick with me for probably months um very weird culture unit um bettina aunt who has done a whole bunch of stuff with mm. mark latham yes. um she writes, she writes stuff for the australian doesn't big she? into men's rights oh, um and you know we've Thank got to hear you, hear it from the men's men's side and that that sort of thing you know and um and she posts <clears throat> Imagine how feminists would react if new emojis included a symbol of a roomy vagina <laughs> to signal sneering at women. I haven't got anything more to this story. Uh, oh, I'm goodness. just going to be thinking about this for uh, months and months. Roomy uh, vagina wow. emoji. So, it's just a wizard sleeve emoji. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's that classic shit I'm Classic on. comedy. Or mm. or they give us a hallway emoji to pair with the hot dog the emoji. The hot dog one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Um, so getting upset about an emoji, that's new on the men's rights activism just, list. Just normal, n- normal activity. And I'm sure that uh, women will be... Uh, that, that men will be clamoring for such an emoji when they receive all of their unsolicited... Um, vagina Groomy vagina pics. Mm. Yeah, you know how you know how men always react when a woman sends a photo to them of her pussy. They always mm. go, "Ah, oh, oh, gross!" That. And they throw their phone. <laughs> get that big, get that big pussy away from me! Get that huge pussy out of here. <laughs> that universal experience for all men of being bombarded with unsolicited nude images from women because, oh, of course, it's it's exactly what both genders do. Mm-hmm. It's not I'm, just I'm closing like, my DMs. It's too <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> pussy pick after pussy pick. <laughs> unsolicited pussy pics. Oh, my goodness. Hey, speaking of pussies, how about these Go kids on. of today? You know what I'm saying? Um, not sure. Mm-hmm. Motherfucking kids of today. Hate them. So I saw a uh, sort of little piece. The the Daily Telegraph. Okay, big piece of shit. The Daily Telegraph. Um, and they were running a front page article on their Saturday, um, the old proverbial slow news day. The slow news day that they talk about in proverbs all the time. <laughs> <laughs> 
And um, it's very cleverly titled, Why Kids Can't Jump, which I I assume mm-hmm. is a very clever play. Very on-time reference. Very topical reference to uh-huh. the 1992 sports film, White Men Can't Jump, starring yep. Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson. Great movie, if you haven't seen it. I haven't. It's really or good. Or any other movie. Why kids can't jump? Okay. Why kids can't jump? Um, so again, you know, obviously, it's the first place your mind goes is nice, nice little reference mm. to um, mm-hmm. white kids can't jump. <clears throat> All shirk and no play cuts children's physical ability. Mm. By Clarissa By. Aussie kids are losing basic skills such as jumping, throwing a ball, and even running because they are not getting the free playtime that was once considered ordinary. Alarming research revealed by the Saturday Telegraph, meaning like uh-huh. somebody, somebody else's can... shit we saw and published, mm-hmm. <laughs> lays bare the physical decline of today's kids compared with those of 30 years ago, with experts warning of long-term implications for their health. A major study found children today can't jump as far as children were able to <laughs> in 1985. You know how, how far kids have got to jump? All that census data on how far your child can jump. <laughs> uh, a major study found children today can't jump as far as children were able to in 1985. By an average of 16.4 centimeters. Oh my what God. if your child is forced to leap across a chasm filled with lava? They will not survive. Well, the maybe if they're a kid from 1985 I'm and just that imagining chasm is 16.4 like, centimeters bigger. One CSIRO scientist like calling the other one over and they're like, they're seeing the measurements come up on the screen in big like curves and graphs and stuff and they just both sadly shake their heads. Like, <laughs> my God. <laughs> my God. They're doing that like... What have we done? <laughs> they're doing the whole like bursting into the Prime Minister's office like with frazzled hair and dropping all their papers. Yeah, oh. You have to listen! 16.4 centimetres. Mr. Prime Minister, our kids can't jump because of socialism. <laughs> <laughs> they're is weak. It, is it because of socialism? How are we blaming SJWs for this? Well, or let's, or let's, are we swinging this around to Fortnite? Is this the Fortnite generation? Let's see how we who we blame this on. A separate report reveals kids have extremely low levels of, quote, mastery of outdoor (laughs) activities such as throwing, catching, leaping, and kicking, with experts blaming a rise of screen time at the expense Mm. of free playtime. It's always screen time. It's the fucking screens. Like, this just just got right up my ass. It jumped up (laughs) my ass, if you know what I'm saying. Because it was just yet another of these examples of blaming some kind of change in, like, you know, people's health or abilities or society or whatever. And it's always just on, oh, because people don't let their kids play enough. None of it is anything like, hey, I wonder if there is anything that has changed about society over the last 30 to 50 years that would affect the amount of time that you let your kids play outside for or would affect how frequently you take your kids out or would affect how often you take your kids fucking camping or anything like that. I wonder if maybe, like, work is more precarious now and everybody spends longer hours there. Mm, and parents, both parents work. work now. Yeah, and, like... A lot of kids have to go to daycare and after school care and before school care and all these places where they are like legally obliged to keep you in a fucking room instead of saying, hey, just play out in the backyard or out in the park or whatever. Like, just just all of this shit. It I makes think me, it's probably because of Angry Birds. It's probably good. It I is Fortnite. It is. Why don't it's I go Fortnite, back to though, 1980 and get one of these kids to fucking 1v1 me at Call of Duty? <laughs> see who comes one, out on one, top. 1v1 one, one them at like Pong or Paperboy or some <laughs> shit. Like, you know, as though, as though fucking TVs didn't exist in 1985 or anything. Yeah. yeah. But again, it's just to, to completely ignore the actual changes in society. Like, 
ah, oh, kids aren't as good as outdoor activity, but also, like, remember when camping used to be, like, the the cheap thing that people did with their kids? it's expensive as fuck. Yeah, and now it's, like, at least 50 bucks a night in any national park that you go to, and you've got to buy all the other shit. you got to own like, a tent and stuff. Who's got the bloody tent. time? And hey, maybe, um, maybe you live in a fucking apartment. Maybe you live in a fucking apartment and there's no Maybe none of us put... have backyards. Yeah, there's no way to put any of this shit and you don't have a backyard for your kids to play in and you don't have, like, tools for them to master the use of. Maybe my kid's really good at Fortnite and maybe he's going to be a fantastic streamer one day. Yeah, I mean, like, what's the data on, like, no scope? Yeah, exactly. what's better can kids no scope now, you know? Yeah, How what would words? my kids be like using an AR-14? How many... <laughs> How many words per minute can one of these motherfuckers from 1985 text, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Worthless, worthless. It's They'd be pecking it out with one finger. Oh, you can jump far. Good for you. Yeah, and I know when you. I got out in, like, my career, my, uh, I'd get into a job interview or whatever, and they're like, yeah, yeah, no, this is all good, but, like, how, how far can you jump, dude? This is, <laughs> like, we're talking, like, 50 centimetres, 60 centimetres? Like, no, no. You're you're showing them the you're showing them your like master's degree and they're not really paying attention as they like yeah, lay, my, lay, my lay a tape measure down on the floor sit in front of a computer for fucking ten hours a day. Oh, but again, you know, it's this this really makes me think of like every time you hear this shit about like oh millennials are are entitled because they move around from job to job all the time and all that sort of shit. Millennials aren't loyal to their employers anymore. And they never finish the second half of that sentence, which is millennials are not loyal to employers because employers are no longer loyal to their employees. Yeah, and the only way to get a pay rise is to change jobs if you manage to hold a job in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, yeah, like the reason people move jobs a lot is because like, what's the, I, I don't have the figures on me, but like the stats about, how many more jobs now, the proportion of jobs now that are contract or temporary or part-time or whatever instead of just a full-time permanent job compared to 30 or 40 or 50 years ago is yeah, absolutely wild. Yeah, it's like a significant wild. part of the workforce is fucking casual. And getting part-time. bigger all the time. Mm. And they just, they never finish that part of the sentence that it's like, employers have very deliberately eroded workers' rights in order to make it easier to fire them. And as a result of that, it is also easier for employees to leave with little Mm. notice. Mm -hmm. Uh, And shockingly, some people try to take advantage of that how they can. Also, that that yard that that your kid was running around in 1980 uh, cost you $50,000. And then you sold it in 2015 for two million dollars so fuck yes, off to, to someone who subdivided it and built several units on mm-hmm. that <laughs> so simply fuck off oh yeah I just I, I love that sort of shit like the hey it turns out that um you know people people aren't getting all the, these fundamental types of engagement and play like kids aren't getting all this kind of stuff must be those damn screens must be it's those phones, you know time. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Uh, hey. Mm. You guys remember... You guys remember old uh, Fraser Anning? Hmm. Uh, racist guy? Senator Fraser... I'm doing finger quotes. Extremely racist Anning. Fraser mm-hmm. Final Solution Anning? F- Fraser, Fracist Anning? Fracist Anning. <laughs> Too, too racist for both the Cata Party and One Nation Party. Mm-hmm. Anning. It was interesting how the Cata Party tried to, like, dig in and go, no, he's not too racist for us. And they kept going and they were like, oh, fuck. Fuck, he is too racist for us. Uh, you may remember us speaking before about Bob Cata, not Bob Cata, about um, Fraser Anning, who was elected on a One Nation Pauline Hanson's One Nation Fern, a Fern ticket, and then almost immediately started butting heads with Pauline Hanson and quit the party, was then, I think, an independent until he was snapped up by 
Bob Catter's super crazy country party, whatever it's called. Catter's Australia party. Cap. 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 Blasting some caps with Cap. Um, And, yeah, and then he went out and just continued saying just diabolically racist things. And uh, so... Yeah, if you if you go back to uh, a previous episode of the show called A Day at the Racists, where we go over his um, maiden speech to the Senate. It's a great app. Whew. Check that out. It's pretty good. In which he calls for a final solution to our immigration problem. Amongst other things, he was calling for like... Um, you know, a return to the good old days of... Joe Belky Peterson's Queensland and all that kind of stuff. Just all kinds of things. Uh, and as pointed out by a friend of the show, Matt, um, he said, remember, seems like only yesterday we were being told that this guy didn't know what the final solution meant because he didn't go to university. <laughs> Which is, of course, But he did go to the school of hard knocks. It's so true. It's so true. Uh, that is, of course, a reference to Bob Catter's defense of him saying... Oh, look. Look. <laughs> I'm looking on a Bob Catter. No, no, no. I like Bob it. It's going go well so far. Uh, okay. This, this guy, he didn't, he didn't go to university. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't read any of these fancy books. <laughs> <laughs> you got to shake your head around while no, you do it. This is a winner. There's okay. so much head okay. shaking. Uh, That's good. He doesn't know what these words mean. Um, these five-dollar words. <laughs> <laughs> All these syllables. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the, the the pitch does dip once every two sentences. Jumps around, jumps around. Oh, <laughs> and so yeah, this is his defense was basically like, "Don't worry, uh, this senator doesn't know what words mean." He's never, he's, he's 60 or 70, he's never encountered words before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, this from uh, Fraser Anning's Twitter account, uh, a post from Thursday in which he says, Fraser Anning's Conservative National Party commits itself to return Australia to the predominantly European Christian nation that our founding fathers intended us to become. Uh, capital F's on founding fathers there, like that's a thing <laughs> in Australia. As a crazy person would, yes. Yep. To re-consecrate our nation so that the crimson thread of kinship may once again run through us all. Now, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds normal. <laughs> Sounds, sounds like some super normal stuff. We all love super normal guys like this. Um, but hey, here's a little... Here's a little bit of history that Matt has accompanied uh, this quote with. In a speech to a Federation conference banquet in 1890, Henry Parks coined the term crimson thread of kinship to describe the ties that bound the Australian colonies. The reference was to shared Anglo-Celtic bloodlines to the exclusion of indigenous, Asian and other contributors to nation building and the nation's gene pool. This statuette celebrates his stirring speech, which was to resonate until at least 1914 when the crimson thread was used as a call to arms. So, you know, as usual, it's... um, It's worse than you think. Yeah, it's always great to see flat-out, outright white nationalism referencing, like making direct reference to Nazi propaganda in the Australian Senate in 2019. It's normal. Love it. Just And then telling everyone that uh, you just say everyone you disagree with is a Nazi. Mm. Yep. It's true though. I do do that. I do that. I do that too. Oh my God. There's just... Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Every time you sort of think, ah, well, that couldn't get any worse. Just with this guy in particular, it gets much worse. Much worse. <sighs> um, frankly speaking. Uh-huh, good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> frankly, cool. Frankingly speaking. 
looking pretty silly all over the shop. I'm starting to get that vibe from this government that they um, are just very, very on board with the fact that it's all over, that they are going to... They know, surely. Yeah. They know that they're just going to get fucking wrecked at Mm. the next election. They've got it, right? But I think they know. I feel like Scott Morrison's not doing much anymore. No, he's just just riding it out. They're just keeping their heads down. Just doing their best, you know? Just doing their best to make it through. Nobody's perfect. (laughs) Nobody's perfect. That is so true. But, um, But there has been a whole interesting thing going on with this franking credits inquiry. Now, Theo, you were tasked with the job of researching and then telling us what franking credits are. How did that go? Um, all right. Look, keep in mind I'm no finance genius. Not I'm what no, it says on your business card. No money man. Uh, what do we hire you for? Not, not a person of coins. <laughs> um, but here's what I think. So, you buy a bunch of shares, right? And I'm going to use the... The example from the Commonwealth uh, Bank page uh, for this. Say you own one um, one bucket of shares. Oof, how big the is people, the bucket? It's a big bucket, uh, as we will get to. <laughs> um, now, the, the, uh, the companies that, that sell these shares may choose to pay back dividends if they've made a lot of profits that, that year to investors, to, to shareholders, to encourage... Uh, people to make it an attractive share for people to buy them, right? Um, so a dividend is some is it's not um, it's not like the capital gains that you get. It's not the increase in the share price. It is a separate thing uh, that gets paid out um, twice a year, I think. Um, that that you just that you receive, and normally that goes onto your income tax. And the the franked dividends refers to dividends that have that the company um, paying out has paid the 30% Australian business tax on. So if they pay you a $1,000 worth of dividends, uh, which is a shitload, um, then they will pay $300 worth of tax on that and you will receive $700. Mm-hmm. Um, the credit means that you get back the money that is the difference between the amount of tax that they pay and the amount of tax that you pay. So if you're just a a normal person and all of your tax adds up to 15%, your income tax bracket is, um, you know, you add it all up all the way through all the different brackets and you get to 15%, right? In that case, um, you get $150 back, right? So they've paid the 30%, you get for some reason, the 15% difference between the two back. So in the end, instead of $700, you would get $850. Where things get um, very, very lucrative is when you have a self-managed superannuation fund and your portfolio consists just of these shares that pay dividends. You pay no tax. So what happens is, in this case, if you had these dividends that paid out $1,000, they paid $300 worth of tax on it. You get $300 back from the government. So in effect, you get the full $1,000. The government pays you that $300. It's it's very weird. It favors people with gigantic share portfolios. And it has made... The concept of this handout has made people... Uh, or the concept that this may get taken away by the Labor government, which is what is being proposed, has made people insanely mad. And they are talking about, you know, in in, in the Murdoch kind of presses, um, you know, these people that, that may lose $30,000 a year or something along those, along those lines. What they fail to mention, uh, so I, I did, did a bit more reading, the highest, the highest um, like, payout share I could find was 10%. The big banks pay like 5 or 6% dividends. You would need to have somewhere in the region of $2 million worth of shares 
to um, be getting $30,000 worth of credits, not not dividends. This is $30,000 so, $30, oh, worth of right, money right, right. back from the government. And so, and, and that's, yeah, so that's not even taking into account the much larger proportion that you're actually making in your, in your profits Absolute, in the first that you, place. That you pay no tax on, right? Because it's a, because your, your super fund is in pension mode, right? That's the whole, that's the whole point. You're supposed to share this stuff, um, you know, uh, save all this stuff up and it pays out at the end. But, but that's not enough, you know, that, that, it, that it pays out at the end and it gains, you know, whatever capital gains it, it gets. They also need... These, these dividends just paying out constantly to support their, their lifestyle. It's, it's very, very weird. And people have structured their entire retirement. They've put all of their eggs into this one basket, right? They've said, this is the thing. Because they know, and financial advisors know, that it is an absolute racket, right? If it wasn't, they wouldn't be mad about it. If it wasn't a racket, then they would just go and buy more property like they're used to doing, right? They would just go and diversify into shares that that have a higher percentage, um, you know, year-on-year year gain, but they don't. So people, um, you know, we've seen these scenes all through the country of, you know, they'll, they'll hold town hall meetings in, you know, the northern beaches of, of Sydney or whatever, right? And it's just going to be wall-to-wall with, with 60 to 70-year-old people just absolutely losing their mind um extremely white looking meetings very white looking meetings and people just shouting about how this is a this is unfair it's a it's a new tax and it's like no 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 you you're just um you're you're just losing this crazy loophole so uh maybe shut the fuck up so i guess i guess yeah like that's that's the background to what this uh, this franking. What are they? Fra- franking, franking franking credits. credits. I definitely credits. understood all of that. Good. Thank well, you. I'm glad we all learned something here today. Uh, rich motherfuckers be making more money, and of course, it, it kind of goes without saying in all of this that, um, like Theo was saying, anybody who has enough money to be making the maximum amount of like getting the maximum amount of franking credits of so if you are getting like five or ten or twenty thousand dollars a year back from this thing it means that you are also making probably hundreds of thousands of dollars a year through the dividends and that you have millions of dollars invested in your shares and you can be like 100 percent guaranteed that anybody with that sort of share portfolio also has a bunch of land and property. Yeah, that you can that guarantee they they're not paying rent, right? Like at the very yeah. least. Well, well, but also that like that 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 is not the limit of their assets. One hundred percent. That there would be people who had like, you know, started off with property and branched out into this, so that that so that this money that we're talking about, the several million dollars worth of shares that are making hundreds of thousands in dividends that are making tens of thousands in franking credits are not even the largest base of their assets. And these are yeah. the people who are desperately afraid that they were going well, to have I mean, something I taken off. That, I, I don't know whether that the last part's true, though. Like, I, I think that that um, there's definitely a trend in um, financial advisors to advise people that this is the way to go, right? Like, you, even if you have to sell your property to buy um, shares that pay out a lot of dividends, uh, this, is the, this is the way to go because it is such a gold mine. Because it's a stream and of money. Yeah, and they are absolutely incensed that this entirely passive income may be reduced slightly, right? And it is an entirely passive income, right? You can't even say like, oh, well, I, I invested my money s- smartly. It's like, no, no, the... The financial advisor told you exactly the thing that you need to do. It's not like watching the the shares go up and down and go, oh, well, you know, I'm going to get good gains out of this one or, or that one. You've just dumped all of your money into one bucket. It's, and then it's, not like, it's, it's, it's not like taking the Bradley Cooper limitless brain pill the, that's and watching exactly the right. stock market. Yeah. It's just like, I've got money, so I 
by default deserve to get more money back. It's like, no, no, you've already you already got the money. You already got you you've got that cash. You don't deserve more money for having money. That they're is like the, it, that is though. what's that? They're earning it. They're earning it. They're they're <laughs> hard they're hard workers hard and they're being rewarded. And it's like, no, no, you made two million dollars by quote unquote being a hard worker, right? You don't that that's your money. That that's 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 yours, right? We we will try and take that away from you in the you know socialist utopia. We will hundred mm, percent. That that will be our money, but for the time being, that's your money. But you don't deserve to make more money because you've got because that money. Because you've got it, right? You've got that money. That's the money that you've got. That's yours. Just. Just, but, you can again, have the medium just, caravan, not the big caravan, the mm-hmm. medium one, right? Just, That's just to draw the line under it, though, they are already making more money off they of are. that money. That's, this, that's is right. a, this is another layer of more money. Even if you had that money and you put it in a cash account and you were making 3% on it, right? Like 2.5%, right? That is still an absolute shitload of money. You like way, way, way more it's than so much money. the pension, right? So if you want to talk about people retiring comfortably, um, you know, why don't, why don't we talk about getting rid of this kind of bullshit, right, that just furthers the gap between the rich and the poor and it further, and, you know, for generations, by the way, because all of this extra money is going to their, their children, um, who don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And we talk about raising the pension, right? Now, like, the, so that people can retire in, in dignity. This brings me to another point about this, the, the inheritance stuff, which is a, a lot of the argument that these people make is, like, uh, I think the, the arguments that we've seen at these town halls, which we'll get to in a second, the arguments that we've seen are, Ah, this is an attack on us and our children and our grandchildren. Mm. Now, it's not explicitly stated, but the very obvious implication there is this this nest egg of money that I've got is going to be an inheritance, yes, for for my my snotty children. This this stupid dick grandson's named Chet. And <laughs> and like this is this is the thing. These people have like built up this this pile of assets and shares and everything they've built up you know a share portfolio that's worth several million dollars over and when they get extremely mad about this stuff and lash out at whoever is proposing to change it what they invariably wind up saying is hey get your hands off our money get your hands off our savings we built this stuff up and if you change this thing we will have to keep dipping into our money in order to fund our retirement yeah, oh, God, sounds awful. Yeah, God help us that any of this money may return into society. Yes, and and that's that's the thing. It's almost like that is the entire point of funding your own retirement, of having saved up all of this money so that you can have enough of a pool of money sitting there to get you through your retirement comfortably without having to do it on the pension. Hmm. And I, I love, like, the, the people who act like, um, oh, well, if they're going to, you know, if we're going to get taxed at a higher rate or if anything's going to sort of interfere with, uh, with this, then we'll just spend it all and go on the pension and we'll be taking money from you. It's like, well, you know, on balance. Yeah, you, you put you that probably, money back in. <laughs> yeah, so it's fine. If you put all that money back in and then we're drawing a pension, you'd probably be, you know, ab- about the same as if you were not putting any money back in and and taking the money from these franking credits. Also, feel free to, you know, yell at me and tell me my whole ass is showing and what have you, but I don't I don't believe the pension is $30,000 a year. Yeah. I th- I thought it was more around the $22,000. Yeah, I don't mark. think it's 30, that's right? a lot. Like they are already drawing more money out of the taxpayer's purse than if they were on a pension. Yeah. So, speaking of the public inquiries. Mm. Speaking of drawing um, from the public purse. So, the public inquiries have been set up by um, IPA libertarian wonder dick, Tim Wilson. 
Tim International Wilson. Pierce Association. Oh, Tim Wilson is, to me, just the absolute epitome of the shit-eating grin debate club dickhead. Like, just... Here's, here's an example for you. <laughs> Very recently, somebody was tweeting at him about something, shit, that the liberals were doing and saying... You know, this is your part of this government that's fucking this thing up. And this guy, who is a senator, is he a senator or, or a member? He's a member, isn't he? He's sure. an MP? Yes. To well, I mean, they're either. all MPs, but... Um, <sighs> you know what I'm talking about. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um, said, I'm not part of the government. And everybody went, shut the fuck up. Yes, you are. And... <laughs> He, he just dragged this thing out for, I feel like, at least one or two days of trying to, like, argue the extremely semantic points of, well, you know, I, I am technically a member of a political party which currently has enough votes to be able to uh, form a cabinet which then makes decisions as a government, and I'm not in the cabinet, so I'm technically not a member of government. And Wow. To which I say, obviously, a massive fuck you, because, of course, everybody knows what we mean when we say the, you know, the, the fucking government that is comprised of members of this one political government. party, which you are also an elected representative of. And... That, that to me, like, really, really encapsulated just the debate team dickheaded bullshit that he engages in on a constant basis. And I think also just represents the absolute worst of politics in, like, the, the Westminster system, where you just see all these people who are very clearly, you know, Sydney private school dickheads where they have had access to privilege through their whole life to, you know, go and do fucking stupid student politics, debate club bullshit. And everything is just about, this is, this is a game. This is a game where I'm scoring points and I'm arguing things a particular way. Just this whole ridiculous shit. I, I think the only... The only worse thing that I have seen him do than that is the is that Tim Wilson has now started um, trying very hard to bang the whole drama of the Liberal Party gave Australia marriage equality. Yeah, I love that line. Yeah, it's um, it's really logical. It's very truthful. Yep. Yeah. Uh, just just this whole thing of. It's just pure semantics. It is, well, well, the bill that legalized same-sex marriage was passed under a... Under a, that government. Under a liberal government, under a coalition government. Therefore... Fought against it for so long. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so many instances of them fighting against it and comparing, you know, same-sex couples to bestiality and pedophilia... Mm-hmm. And all this fucking horrible stuff that they've done. Then instead of just passing it as a bill and making it law, they had to say, no, we're going to have a referendum. And then when they realized they couldn't have a referendum, they had to say, oh, we're going to have a plebiscite. But they weren't willing to commit to a plebiscite. So they had to have a fucking postal survey. And then they made sure to fund the public arguments of people who don't think that queer people are real. And they just had to put people through months and months of shit so they could wind up getting back the exact result that everybody knew it was going to be the whole time because all polling for a fucking decade has been saying the same thing. And they finally were forced, were fucking dragged, kicking and screaming into passing this fucking thing because they knew they'd finally been painted into a corner where they couldn't get out of it. And Tim Wilson wants to fucking, like, you know, march in pride, handing out pamphlets, talking about how you should be fucking grateful to the Liberal Party. Because technically, technically, they passed a law. 
it's just the most. I knew they would do this. Disappointing shit. Oh, well, well, that's that's been fucking Malcolm Turnbull's deal. Like post post getting thrown out, he's been like, my mm. legacy has been bringing equality to the people. Yeah, get like, fucked. Yeah, you bent over for the fucking horrible right wing of your party the entire time, you spineless motherfucker. Let's not even begin to act mm. like he's doing anybody a favor. So, Tim Wilson is heading the public inquiries into Bill Shorten's plan to rein in franking credits. Now, this is unusual, mainly for the reason that, as I'm, I'm reading bits and pieces from a report in the, the Sydney Morning Herald by Eric Bagshaw, uh, as you said, the franking credits inquiry is unusual in that parliamentary committees do not usually investigate opposition policies. So, it's not even a thing that's happening yet. It's a thing that, that Labour, who it's is a in thing opposition... It's that will happen, because they know it will, but yeah, you're yeah. right. But, that's not the point. The point is that they are currently in government, and no one in the government is proposing to make this a law. The only thing that's happened is Labour has said, if we are elected, we will change this thing. And so they're like running all these parliamentary inquiries into like a hypothetical law on the basis of somebody else winning government at some point in the future, which is generally not really what these things are for. Tim has then said about uh, setting up a website Got a website done. Uh, probably Squarespace, maybe. Mm, Who knows? From his nephew. Um, called StopTheRetirementTax.com. It is not an official government website, but he did bother to put the government coat of arms on there. Retirement tax. Retire- Good grief. Well, yes, and as a lot of people have pointed out, it's not a fucking tax. He's trying to do the Tony Abbott thing of, like, stop this tax when... It's not a tax. Well, yeah, saying that it's a tax suggests that there is there is some new way in which they're taking money from people, as opposed to just saying, we're going to stop handing you money in this specific circumstance. It's a punishment for being successful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <is. laughs> uh, the Labour Party is having a big tall glass of haterade right now. That's it. Uh, jealous. Just haters. jealous. <laughs> it's a disease, bitch. Get well soon. <laughs> oh. So um so you set up this website, stoptheretirementtax.com. And this is what people are supposed to use to register their interest in attending these public inquiries, <laughs> these sessions of this public inquiries that they're doing. Um, some eagle-eyed people immediately realized that, uh, number one, it had the government seal on it, making it look like it was an official government website when it is not. Number two, to find out where, where these things were taking place and get the information so that you could attend them, you have to fill in a form. And the form has an option on it which says, uh... I am happy for you to put my name and details on this petition calling for this tax to not be a thing. Uh, and that was a re- required field on the form. So if you wanted to get the information about where the inquiry was so you could come and make your public submission to it, you had to agree to them using your name on a petition saying you didn't want this thing to go ahead. Very above board stuff. Now, it seems like this website might have also been made with money from one Jeff Wilson. Uh, Jeff Wilson is the head of, what is it, Wilson Wilson Asset Management. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, which, it turns out, uh, it's a firm founded and chaired by Jeff Wilson with $3 billion in funds under management. Tim Wilson, who is chairing the probe, um, is also an investor in funds run by Wilson Asset Management. That's a fun, it's a fun coincidence, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's probably probably owns a lot of 
lot of shares? I mean, that's not real. That's not direct evidence of collusion, though. <laughs> the MP has disclosed the shareholding in the parliamentary register, but has not declared it during public hearings around Australia. That is a departure from a standard set by Liberal MP David Coleman, who regularly declared his interests in a financial services firm during a recent banking inquiry. Asked about the shareholding on Tuesday, Mr. Wilson promised to publicly disclose it at the start of future hearings. Oh, now that you've asked me about it. (laughs) I guess I do have this pecuniary interest. Uh, About $160,000 in public funding is being spent on venues, accommodation and travel. On scaring retired people about this thing that isn't a law yet. It's almost like, um, call me, call me cynical, if you will. But it's almost like this is just Tim Wilson using a bunch of taxpayer money to run a scare campaign against the opposition as part of an upcoming election? Well, I mean, but it surely sounds like that, um, but... Perhaps it's also him um, colluding with people that have um, interests to the contrary, um, as per the uh, overheard and recorded uh, call of him and Jeff Wilson agreeing to collude on the campaign, Um, which seems bad. It seems like a thing that you don't want recorded when you're trying to you know, launch this campaign into uh, a policy that you really want to get to the bottom of. But maybe maybe that's normal. I don't know. Well, it seems that way. Seems normal. Yes. Seems like all good things to do. Yes. Audio of an investor-only call in September reveals Jeff Wilson boasting of discussions with Mr. Wilson months before the public hearings began. We have to maintain the pressure so we get the result, the fund manager told investors. I was saying it would be nice if one of the hearings could be on a day we are doing a roadshow. Then we could do a little protest, we could have our placards, and we could walk down there. <laughs> Wilson Assets Management's franking credit roadshow coincided with the hearing of the parliamentary inquiry in Sydney on November 20th. Isn't that a strange coincidence? Hey, if you're wondering why they have the same last name, uh, it turns out that... Tim Wilson and Jeff Wilson are related. Nothing. It's fine. Interesting. Fascinating. It's fine. It's probably fine. Oh, dear. Um, so, obviously, Labor have been saying, um, hey, you should probably resign now. Well, I mean, yeah. that would help him towards his goal of making government smaller. That's true. That's true. I, how do you even square that stuff? His, like, ultra-libertarian um, stupid shit of, like, bureaucracy is bad and a big government is bad and also I am an elected member of the government. Yeah, I never get, like, libertarians in parliament. Like... What's, like, what's your whole... What's your deal here? I kind of get it in the context of, like... The, I guess the the very conservative thing of like let's get elected into government and then just start shuttering government agencies and cutting funding to things yeah but like I don't know I always sort of think like here's an idea then stay the fuck out of it <laughs> if you just and also like libertarians that are like well actually I should be getting some kind of government rebate or like tax breaks and stuff should be getting some sweet largesse. I should be getting some money from the government, but in a freedom way. Mm. Uh, So we'll, I guess we'll watch this space and see how this whole thing shakes out. Um, uh, We did, we did have a, uh, a guest from uh, a friend of the show who said, there's no way that Tim Wilson is going to resign and no way that he will be forced to resign. Uh, the government is in full-on just, you know, just just destroying the place mode. They're in full-on burn-the-place-to-the-ground mode. And I, I don't think that's an unreasonable assessment. It's all pretty screwed at this point. Yep. And, yeah, I, I definitely think they're, they're in the... Well, especially because they're like... They're already... Are they already a minority government? 
by uh, like one vote? I think so. They don't have a majority, right? Since the last. Yeah. So the so the idea at this point, when they're like only several months away from an election, the idea at this point of them like making somebody resign for doing really dodgy shit means that they would like. I mean, in fairness, Labour have only been calling for him to resign as the head of the inquiry. Mm-hmm. They haven't even been calling him for him to just like quit altogether. Weak. Despite how incredibly fucking dodgy the whole thing is. It's it's bizarre, isn't it? Like the the whole thing is just so transparently coordinated mm. from the get-go. And you can really imagine Tim Wilson as well just being like, I am so fucking smart. (laughs) So fucking smart. I'm just going to arrange all this shit and it's going to make Labour look so bad and everyone will think I'm awesome. And then it's immediately become apparent that he is just colluding with a rich share fund manager to do all this stuff. Oh, speaking of which, we haven't even touched on the... um, God, I've lost the name of it now. Um, Defenders of self-funded retirees page on Facebook. um, Oh, wow. Where there was this, again, another like grassroots movement to be, you know, we're hardworking Australians who reject Labor's proposal to impose double taxation, not a taxation, and to demonise us. Uh, But it turns out um, uh, it was an operation run by the Liberal Party in the trucking industry. Um, They didn't... They didn't... um, disclose any of this as they are uh, required to do um, as far as, um, you know, political messaging goes and that sort of thing. So uh, they're they're literally just like laying AstroTurf as fast as they can uh, in front of them towards the the election. That's all they're doing. Now, just in case you're thinking to yourself, hey, maybe a bunch of these retirees are really like just hardworking people. You know, they've re- they've worked their fingers to the bone over the years and they're really good, good-hearted people. They're trying to do the right thing. And they mm. feel like maybe, maybe, you know, they're being hard done by here. I'd like to just read to you um, an account from uh, Michael Coziole who was attending one of these hearings and he was live, live tweeting this stuff. So just so you can get a picture of the kinds of people who are going to this sort of thing and the kinds of people who are extremely mad about this shit. Uh, Michael tweets, Loud boos from the crowd when a woman says the money saved by abolishing refundable franking credits could go to public schools. (laughs) Well, what do they need them for? I love to boo public schools. I love to boo the idea that all the children in our country could could be helped to a better education. Mm. Big cheers for someone who tells the inquiry, this isn't just an attack on us, it's an attack on our families and our grandchildren. Great bit of uh, cognitive dissonance there. If only Incredible. your children and grandchildren could have somewhere good to go to school. But they will because they'll go to private schools. So what does it matter, you know? Ah, but they won't go to the the expensive one. They'll they'll go to the fifteen oh, grand no. plus one. They'll have to go to the mid tier private school. Mid tier private school, <laughs> the Catholic and, school. Oh no! And then of course, if you would like, if that's not bad enough for me, it was the um, whole room full of silver haired men booing a lady who said maybe we should give some funds to public schools. To me, I was already there. I was already there. But in case you're wondering about the the lengths that these people will go to to make their arguments. Uh, a man responds to the argument, and this is legitimate, that no other country has refundable franking credits. So this is true. This is a scheme that does not exist anywhere else in the world. This was set up by John Howard's liberal government um, a little while before he was voted out of office. It's very transparently been set up as a thing to just benefit people with, you know, large, fleshy share portfolios. A man responds to the argument that no other country has refundable franking credits, quote, 
The flogging of homosexuals doesn't happen in Australia, but it happens in other countries. Mm. Does that mean it should happen in Australia? Oh, wow. That is an argument right there. Check and mate. I can't argue with that one. Well, oh, so something that happens here doesn't happen somewhere else? Are you trying to tell me that something that happens somewhere else but doesn't happen here should happen here? I Mm. think that's absolutely cogent through line for sure he's absolutely he's he's just decimated me with logic mm-hmm. there is no i love <laughs> love when people's argument is just like oh yeah well what if i removed all context and meaning from the <laughs> thing that we're talking about what then it's love like it. well then we're just talking shit what <laughs> it's like what if i said this same thing about men or about women what it's, then? What if I said this about women? It's like, yeah, yes, like, if you removed all context and nuance from this thing, also it may have this, a different meaning. In this example, she is comparing franking credits to whipping homosexuals. Yes. That is the comparison that is occurring. It's not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, what if, what if there was a big pussy emoji, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what about that? Exactly. What, how do you think men, how do you think women would feel about that? I don't think they can... Uh, I don't think technology exists to render your face to an emoji. Render a big open pussy emoji. <laughs> oh my god, folks. Well, um, like I said, look, let's we'll watch this space. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens to Tim Wilson. I would not be surprised if um if the prediction holds true that of course they will you know, I mean Scott Morrison's already said uh, Labor's just trying to throw mud at Tim Wilson for protecting hard-working retirees. Uh, so I, I think that the prediction will hold true, that he totally won't be forced to resign, because I think at this, at this stage of the government this far into collapse, there is nothing other than, like, being charged with murder. No, there's no accountability. Yeah. I, I think I think someone will have to be there there was that one guy who had to like quit uh, one liberal no sorry he was a national party guy who had to quit recently did he did they make him quit or did they just not not pre-select him he was the guy who was who had like gone and stayed at someone's house and then like uh, attempted to fuck their teenage daughter what? Yeah, it was a whole story. It's a whole story, and he was like, "That's crazy. I would never try to do that." And meanwhile, uh, everybody else from the New South Wales Liberals was like, "Yeah, we've heard some pretty fucked up stuff about this guy." <laughs> but, but like, th- this is the extent of what you have to do to even raise an eyebrow from the Liberals at this point. They're just in full-on corrupt collapse. Um, so, yeah, I think they're at the stage where you, you would have to, you know, shoot somebody in the face in the middle of the street with 60 people looking at you at the time in order for them to say, uh, he's going he's gonna to take some time with his family to really think about, he's going to reflect, he's going to reflect. So, we'll see what happens. As always, folks, if you would like an extra episode of the show every week, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash Punta Vista. Give us our franking credits. Give mm. us $5 worth <laughs> of your franking credits every month. And in exchange, we will give you an extra episode every week. And we're good for it. We turn out we those episodes, folks. We're hardworking retirees. Oof, that's right. Working through our old age over here. Um, if you... Hey, would you like a shirt? Would you like a shirt? Do you want a shirt? Got a shirt on your back? Head on over to buntavista.com forward slash merchandise. And you can get some shit. Uh, as always, if you would like to write some erotic fan mail to Theo, you can send an email to Theo at buntavista.com. That will be received in his personal inbox. He will be very uncomfortable about it. Right about big pussies. Yeah, I'm setting him, up a filter right now. Send him, <laughs> send him a photo of just your huge yawning pussy. 
Um, I will be, my wife will be checking all of the emails by default. <laughs> <laughs> they all get forwarded to her first and then she clears them and forwards them on to Theo. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, dear. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for your time. Uh, do you want to... listening. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, Lucy, do you, have any, do you have any words of wisdom for the people out there? Oh, is this because Ben's gone? Do I... Someone's got to do it and you are the next wisest person. I haven't got any words of wisdom. All I all I have to say at this point is fuck self-funded retirees. Oof. You Damn. should have to be forced to spend all your money before you die so your shitty kids can't have it. Yep. Yep. Imagine having to dip into your retirement fund for your fucking retirement. Hmm. <sighs> hmm. I'm sorry. I've got nothing more positive. Uh, have a nice week. Weekend. Yeah. Take that, take that big positive endorsement to the bank, folks. I hope your heart is as big as the pussy. Like <laughs> 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 oh classic, classic stuff. All right, folks. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.